Hey guys, I hope you're all well. Welcome back to Let's Get Freaky Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Cullum. Thank you so much for being here. We've got another awesome show for you today. we got Nick on the show and we have an amazing conversation. What I will say is make sure you listen to the end because like I always do, I go to wrap up the show and then I think of more questions and I carry the show on and it uh, Nick shares a really amazing experience at the end that I found so... Um, heartwhelming uh, it really was and and i want you guys to hear it so make sure you listen to the end um i hope you're all well i hope you're all having a great week if you've had any paranormal experiences we want to hear from you so get in touch email us at let's get freaky podcast at outlook.com we're also on instagram facebook tiktok twitter and more at tc let's get freaky podcast we'd love to hear from you guys so get in touch okay let's get into today's show let's get into it Let's get freaky. Okay, guys, I'm very excited to welcome to Let's Get Freaky podcast. We've got Nick with us today. Nick, how are you, sir? Excellent, thanks, and it's a pleasure to be with you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. What part of the UK are you in? I'm in Gloucestershire. Whereabouts are you based? Oh, lovely. I'm in Dorset. Oh, I love Dorset. Yeah. Yeah. I've recently moved here. I'm from um, Essex. Oh, right. I've okay. been here for yeah. a year now. So, yeah, we're loving it down here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know Dorset quite well. It's beautiful. I visit it quite regularly. So, yeah. But oh, Gloucestershire is oh. nice too. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Very it's... nice. Yeah. So all, you, all good. You are an author and yep. also a medium. Yes. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the two kind of dovetail because the book I've written um, is a spiritual thriller which is almost a genre in itself because people don't write those kind of books because you have to have a certain amount of sort of knowledge of spiritual things to be able to write a thriller uh, like I have. Um, so we can talk about that or whatever you like. My life as a medium. Yeah. I'm an open book. I want it so. also. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I suppose it'd be best if we could go from the start, really. What got you into um spiritual side of things and yeah from from yeah where it all started for you uh, yeah sure and i'll just talk but by all means just jump in and stop me if i i go too 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 much well for me it, it all happened from very early days i was about four or five years old no more when uh living in a very old house with my family i could hear a spirit that's when i first became aware of other dimensions, as it were, to normal existence. And um, I readily admit that it terrified the life out of me uh, because, of course, it was so out of the ordinary. But it was the spirit I later found out because uh, my mother was very psychic as well and she she could hear and, and see the spirit. It was a seamstress, a young teenage seamstress who'd passed away in quite tragic circumstances in the house. I, I think there may have been a fire there. Oh, a long, long time before my family lived there. But she was obviously stuck between dimensions, as it were, and, and still walked around the house. And she used to come into my room at night and stand right by my bed. And I just was petrified. Um, but as I started to grow up, uh, and particularly when I got into my teens, and then I was seeing spirit reasonably regularly at that time. And began to completely accept it as quite natural. Um, 
there was nothing frightening about it. They never came to harm me or do anything like that. Uh, one or two people, obviously, I recognised as people who I'd known in this earth life before they passed onto the other side. And so that became very a, a sort of springboard for me to question what the whole meaning of, of life was about and, and the nature of existence, because what I was experiencing went quite contrary to the kind of conventional upbringing I was given, both at school, within the church. Um, I was originally brought up within Church of England before I uh, loose the shackles of that uh, 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 sort of dogmatic doctrine. And um, it just made me question everything. You know, why are we here? What's this all about? What are we part of? Uh, I remember looking up at the stars at night as a very young child, even. I must have been so annoyed to my parents. But I, I would ask my dad, I'd look up and say, well, I, I've heard you talk about infinity. What What is infinity? What's beyond the stars? And of course, he couldn't answer because a lot of these things that we still don't know, that space is so-called infinite. We are in a universe which is part of billions of universes. We can't get our head around all that. But nevertheless, I wanted to get my head around it because I wanted to understand what is all this and why am I aware of other dimensions other than earthly existence? So that took me on a lifetime's journey, which I'm still on. Obviously, I've been around quite a while on this earth now, but uh, this began in my teens, uh, a, a real questioning journey to find out more about what life really is about. Um, I went to university and got a degree in philosophy uh, deliberately because I wanted to examine the nature of human existence. And there is no more forensic, analytical, sceptical study than philosophy. It's a fantastic discipline, I, I believe, um, because it puts everything under the microscope and really questions, you know, is there a God? Can you trust your five senses? What is outside of the five senses? Why do animals have far greater, more heightened uh, senses than, than we do and can obviously sense things that we don't, which is why dogs and cats, their hackles rise when they're in the presence of spirits, etc., etc. So I wanted to do that. After that, I then developed as a fully-fledged spiritual medium, because although I recognised I had certain abilities from a young age, I wanted to channel them correctly. So I joined a circle, a spiritual mediumship circle at the Spiritualist Association of Great Britain in London, uh, which a long time ago this is, in, the, in its day, had some of the very best mediums of the day uh, holding those circles. So I developed there as a medium. And so my whole life has been a pro progression of, of learning, understanding, questioning, um, and I don't pretend to have half the answers who, who can. Um, and those who do pretend to have the answers should be distrusted completely uh, because we simply don't have them. But it, it, it's a lifetime's journey. So I combine the kind of forensic sceptical side of philosophy with the spiritual mediumship. Um, I've studied the world's religions and I take a great interest in scientific developments, particularly as they pertain to energy, because now we understand ever since Einstein that the whole universe, everything in it is made up of energy and you cannot destroy energy. 
and spirit is on an energetic level as well. So the more one finds out and understands about these things, the more we come to recognize them. Now, I don't adhere to any one faith. I respect every single faith. Um, and I certainly am not here to preach to anybody or anything like that. I don't even call myself a spiritualist because I think labels do such harm in our in our lives. Uh, they just seek to divide us, whereas I think we're all seekers after truth. Um, it's much more important to me what people are like as human individuals, what they do with their lives, etc. And for me, having a spiritual perspective on life or ha having a spiritual awareness does put things in perspective and makes you kind of live life in a particular way or, or hope to. None of us are perfect, but we, we strive to, uh, to, to do good and, and, uh, and, and respect everybody, respect the animals, respect the planet and all the rest of it. So um, you mentioned at the front that I'm an author. Indeed, I am. So I brought all this uh, knowledge together, uh, the spiritual, the philosophical, the religion, the science and everything into the book I wrote, which is a thriller. It's actually a novel. It's a thrilling novel. Uh, it's called Revelation. I'm going to give a plug. I might as well hold yeah, it up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. That, that's the book. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very quick read, short chapters, fast paced, a lot of dialogue. So it's easy to read. And um, it's about life after death. And it poses some very deep questions. Now, you can read it at face value as just a thrilling roller coaster ride of a thriller. It's fast paced. It's got a lot of action, great characters, a lot of humor. Um, there's a love interest. There's everything going on in there. But essentially, the question it poses is what if life after death could be proved? 100% as a scientific fact. Now, in my book, we have two brilliant scientists, kind of in their late 30s, early 40s, who are posted with the CIA in Iraq on the front line to develop a device called Revelation, the purpose of which is to reveal things in their energetic format so that you could uh, reveal landmines, improvised explosive devices etc so it's a device for good essentially and they're working on it under the uh, uh, tutelage of the head of cia station based in in iraq uh, to cut a long story short and uh, not giving anything away the project fails but the two scientists jack and marty squirrel away equipment when they return to washington dc and in the privacy of Marty's cabin up in the uh, uh, hills above Washington, D.C., they continue to experiment because they're fascinated about by this. And Marty, in particular, we discover has an ulterior motive as to why he wants to uh, discover more about whether one can reveal energetic uh, forces that are around and about us. Um, I'm not going to spoil the book, but by saying that, yes, they do prove 100 percent that life after death is a, a scientific proven fact. And what then happens, this is when the real thrilling aspect of the book kicks in because Jack takes uh, the discovery to uh, his ex head of CIA station who has now become the White House Chief of Staff. Uh, 
And Jack thinks this is going to be met with triumphal announcements. He's going to be you know, lauded for it and it'll be a wonderful discovery that will change the world as so it should, by which time he's also got his longtime friend Linda alongside him. That's where the love interest also kicks in. But lo and behold, what Jack finds is quite contrary to what he thinks is going to happen. The powers that be, those who want to protect the status quo, whether it's for political reasons, scientific reasons, religious reasons, whatever, see revelation as a threat and they want to destroy it and they want to destroy Jack and Linda too. And that's when it becomes a real cat and mouse chase as to whether Jack and Linda can survive long enough to get their discovery into the public domain before they are terminated. A lot happens, a lot of other characters come into the book. It's very exciting. As I say, it's action packed. There's humor, there's all kinds of things going on. And without giving, giving it all away, I will say that it the result is a beautifully life-affirming, uplifting conclusion. And I think it poses, what I wanted to do was bring all my knowledge to bear. So as I say, you can read Revelation just as a, a roller coaster thrilling ride. It's a kind of holiday read, you know, it's only about 270 pages long. It's not not heavy. And it's it's written in short chapters, as I say, a very easy flowing style so that people can, can read it easily. But hidden within it, not so much hidden, but within it, all the science, all the religion that's quoted, any references are quoted, are very much of the knowledge of today. And um, there are some philosophically very interesting questions posed throughout the book, like, and spiritual questions, what would happen if this happened? You know, you and I might think, oh, fantastic, what an amazing thing. But there would be those who would find it very threatening to their way of life, to their religious order, to their political order, whatever it might be, and who would see it as a threat and would want it closed down. So it, if people who've read it, and, you know, if anybody goes on Amazon, they can read some of the, of the reviews there, have found it very thought provoking because it does make you think. And some of the things it says about the, the science of the day or whatever, these are things that you know, we know now this is not science fiction. This is not a science fiction book at all. This is based in the facts of today, the knowledge of today. But it takes you on that that ride. And then underneath it, you've got that spiritual philosophy throughout, just reminding you of things which you and I and everybody actually innately know is true. It's like I mentioned earlier, that animals have far heightened senses than, than human beings. And that comes into the book at one point. Um, so it, it, it employs all these things and the history of science, you know, all uh, uh, scientific developments, because Jack and Marty make their uh, breakthrough quite by accident. And when you think about it, most scientific developments have been complete accidents. And sometimes I use that with humour in the book, like at one point, one of the characters says to the other, do you think Newton deliberately shook the tree? No, of course he didn't. The apple fell naturally and lo and behold, we discover uh, uh, gravity. But but it's that kind of thing that will hopefully make people think, you know what? Yeah, this is this is true. This is this is real life. This book could actually happen. And I hope it probably won't be in my lifetime, but I do hope one day that there can be a device like Revelation, which does prove 
scientifically 100% that life after death is, is, is an absolute fact because I think it would be life-changing for, for the world. And my goodness, doesn't the world need it? We need that wake-up call. We need something big to happen to say, you know, take your heads out of your proverbials and actually look around, look up to the stars and realise you're part of something very, very big. And doesn't that have profound implications to how how we should we should live life? So I do hope that that one day a device like Revelation could could be uh, uh, developed. And I know that uh, it'll happen by accident, as these things do. Scientists are working more and more on the uh, what what the universe is made up of. We now know it's all energy. Everything is energy. And the more work that is done in the discovery of exactly what that means and the composition of uh, humankind, of the universe, etc., etc., and it's all energetic, one day, quite by accident, they'll think, oh, hang on a minute, we're picking up other vibrations. We're picking up other, other things. And I often use the analogy you know, if you have a television on in, in your background there, Tommy, the TV may be switched off. Doesn't mean the television airwaves aren't in your house. They are. They're there now. If you switch the medium on, your screen will be filled with vision and you'll hear the sound. Switch it off. It goes away. Doesn't mean the TV airwaves have gone away. And that analogy holds for spirit. Spirit around and about us now. We know it's not like up there, heaven and down there, hell. That that is just a human fabrication um, to keep people under control. Spirit, the spirit existence is like uh, pe people who've had near-death experiences of whom there are millions. Describe it as like stepping into another room. It's literally round and about us, which is why spirit communication, as all the native uh, 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 ancient cultures understood, uh, is quite natural. This, this is we are not dabbling with the occult there is nothing sinister about it when spirits come through if you control them properly you know you're not getting involved in in, in dark practices because there are unenlightened energies out there but if you develop properly and you allow spirit communication to take place they come through with love always with love with compassion with understanding with with joy to be able to communicate with you and where possible they will help with guidance that's not fortune telling or anything like that it's got nothing to do with that but they will help you doesn't mean your life's going to be a bed of roses nobody gets an easy ride uh, that's part of the human condition but they come through with love compassion understanding toleration they never come to judge they don't come to wag their finger they don't talk about right or wrong they come with pure love what can possibly be wrong with that? And it's something that really annoys me when I see dogmatic doctrines trying to tell people, oh, you know, you'll go to hell if you do this or, or do that or whatever. It's absolute nonsense. It was, it was created purely to keep people in bondage, to keep people under um, control. Uh, and uh, it really is time in the 21st century that we loosened those shackles and strove for greater freedom of knowledge. We are beautiful, individual, spiritual individuals. We have free spirit, we have free will, and we are here for a reason. Each and every person has decided to incarnate into this life, whatever their circumstances, whatever their circumstances, to learn lessons and take those back into spirit uh, with them. 
for me, it's an absolutely vast subject. I'm still learning. Um, obviously, I have amassed quite a bit of knowledge in my time through all the studies I've done and the uh, as a spiritual medium, all the experiences I've had with interacting with spirits. But that in a nutshell, excuse me for going on, but that in a no, nutshell so. is, is, is what I'm all about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it, man. It's super interesting. And you've sold the book to me, by the way. I'm definitely going to, uh, I'm definitely going to be getting it. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, as I say, it's uh, it's available on, you know, Amazon and all the main mainstream uh, uh, online. Or you could go into a bookshop and just ask for Revelation by Nick Pease. Um, oh, you'll see on Amazon, for example, there's some great reviews there, which will whet people's appetites, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, and uh, 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 we'll, we'll see. But it's 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 nice to have written it because it is a lifetime's knowledge and experience that has come together, albeit in the format of a thriller novel. And I wanted to do that. I don't want to write a sort of textbook. It, it would have been easy to go away and do yet another book by a spiritual medium saying uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. That's been done uh, a million times. A spiritual thriller has not been done. And so yeah. in, in many ways, this is, this is I, won't, I won't try and claim it's un, unique, but it might well be, uh, because who else brings that kind of, not just that, the, the, the you know, the spiritual uh, nature of being a spiritual medium, the fact that I've studied philosophy, which I would think 99.9% .9 of mediums haven't, um, purely because it, 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 it's such a sceptical uh, way of thinking that a lot of people would shy away from it, thinking this is going to challenge me too much uh, in terms of what I believe, and particularly those who adhere to a particular doctrine would find it quite challenging. Uh, and philosophy deliberately does that. It deliberately says, well, I am going to look at everything you, you claim human existence is about, or the existence of God, or, or the existence of our senses, or whatever, and I'm going to really investigate them and find out what is going on and then I bring to bear you know the fact that I have studied religions the fact that I keep myself abreast as much as I can I don't pretend to be a scientist for a, for a second but what I do take an interest in particularly is where science is exploring things to do with the energetic structure of our universe and everything because I know that spirit exists on an energetic level and um it's was it Einstein again who yes it was who who recognised that everything is vibrating at a particular frequency. Well, spirit vibrate at at a, a very high frequency, and that's one of the reasons that communication with spirit in this day and age is actually quite quite hard for a spiritual medium. The Earth now has a very heavy atmosphere, if I can put it that way. There is so much division, so much war, so much hatred, so much uh, exclusion, so much e e people living in poverty, being ignored, being allowed to starve to death, etc. There's so much of this going on that the earth condition, and I'm not going to get too down or negative about it, but there really is a lot of darkness around. And this makes the earth atmosphere quite, quite heavy for spirit to be able to permeate. A, a spiritual medium has to heighten his or her sensitivity so that that communication can take place. 
but it can be hard. And I'm the first to raise my hand and say, you know, we can't just dial up Elvis Presley or something. It doesn't work that way. Um, I wish it did, but it doesn't. But that's why I wanted to write Revelation, because I said, but hang on a minute. What if you could have a device that actually did that? Yeah. And then, of course, when you do have a device, how are people going to react? As I say, you and I might rejoice. Millions of people might rejoice. But there will be those. There are always, you know, that's the nature of it, who will say, this frightens me. This challenges me. This is going yeah. to upset my status quo. I'm going to lose my position because at the moment within whatever organization I'm in or whatever it might be, I have a nice a nice life. And suddenly this is going to take that power away from me, which is exactly what happened. Um, you know, when you look at the history of the world with with all the great prophets that many of them were vilified and yeah. all the, the, the major prophets of the, of the great monotheistic religions or 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 just great thinkers of of the world have always tried to say the same thing peace love and happiness look after each other do good to one another the message has been very beautiful at its heart but if you take away power from those who who want to control that for their own ends then they're going to crucify you quite literally yeah. um so it, it it's 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 something that I I hope, and because there's a lot of good in the world, a lot of good, that a lot of people trying to do good who on the other side of that coin are, are giving of themselves and doing wonderful things and really striving to help um, other people, uh, to help preserve and, and protect and, and uh, the animals and the planet and, and all the rest of it. And my goodness, we need that because we're on borrowed time. Um, but so much more needs to be done and where's that impetus going to come from you know pe people say oh, well you know maybe we'll have a second coming maybe we will maybe we won't i don't think we will uh, maybe little men will come down from mars or something <laughs> you know but it needs something crazy to happen yeah i i live much more in the real world and say no uh, i'm not looking for any of those sort of things to happen but what i would love to happen is for a greater spirituality to permeate the, the the earth. Now it did happen. You know, you go back um, in 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 history, and a lot of the Native uh, Americans, the Aborigines, a lot of the tribes in Africa and the Far East, etc., had that innate spirituality, where they would recognise that the Great Spirit is in everything: the mountains, the water, the prairies the buffalo uh you name it and and we are part of that uh existence and sadly over the centuries we've lost so much of that i'm not saying they were perfect uh no form of humankind has been perfect uh that's part of our condition we're not meant to be perfect in that sense but um in terms of spirituality i think we've lost a lot of that and it's such a shame because if you have that, if you recognise that um, we should live far more respectful of nature, of the animals, of each other, of our planet, then we wouldn't be um, on this headlong rush to potential, potentially a very, very dangerous situation. Yeah. A lot of people 
are beginning to recognize that. You and I, based in the UK, will know Sir David Attenborough very well from his programs. And he's been ringing the alarm bells for, for a very long time. Um, but where is the wake up call going to come unless you have that wider perspective, which, of course, I believe you can get from um, a spiritual perspective, then, you know, I, I know a lot of people who think you're born, you live, you die. That's it. I feel like saying to them, that's fine. I respect your point of view. But why don't you put on a mask tomorrow and go out and rob a bank? Because if that's your if that's your philosophy in life, if that's kind of, you know, there's no point to it, we're, we're, get, get, you know, just yeah do what you want <laughs> do what you want do what you want and they don't yeah. and funny enough the funny thing is though tommy a lot of those people are the most frightened of so-called ghosts yeah, when you yeah, talk yeah. to them they, you know i'm not going in that room it's dark you know i don't know what's <laughs> it where, where um and, and you think hang on a minute you're just telling me that, that there's, yeah. no, there's no such That's thing so true so, That's so true know, that it, yeah. it, it's it's hilarious <laughs> it, make, make, it does make me laugh yeah. um but yeah, that that that's that's it, and that's the so, book. Do you think that this is done on purpose by the powers that be, by the people that run the world? They everything at the moment seems to be about division, divide, divide, divide. Everything, everything. Well, um, that's what yeah, it seems yeah. like. Anyway, do you think this is done well, on purpose to stop people connecting spiritually? In some respects, in with with some particular regimes, yes. And there's that old adage, isn't there, divide and rule. Um, and uh, it's quite extraordinary how in in some countries, one despotic ruler can have such a grip on power through fear, um, through subjugation, and through just brutal oppression of the people and we've seen that in so many regimes and we're seeing it now in in, in various places in the world uh, uh, today as well and of course that's part of the um uh uh the strategy and and indeed i mean i'm not going to get too deeply into it but you know if, if, if there's a situation at the moment in in um you know, with, with, with Russia and Ukraine, that obviously um, it's in Russia's interest to try and divide Europe so that uh, they can um, create confusion and and pursue their ends. But let's not get into a political argument or anything, but suffice to say, yes, you, you, you do make a point that there, if you can divide people, if you can set people against each other, if you can, it's, it's far more easy to rule them and to impose a, a regime of fear and suppression um and that certainly still exists i mean it it, it it really saddens me that in 2023 you can still look around the world and see regimes like that operating and i mean not just what they do externally but internally what do they what they do to their own people my goodness sometimes you could despair of humanity because you just think in 2023 aren't we meant to be civilized aren't we meant to be advanced um it, it, it is one of those things but but interestingly of course all those particular regimes who are the most brutal the most oppressive do not have any spirituality um most of them ban religion in any shape or form um, they would certainly ban anything to do with uh, spiritualism or or anything like that. 
And uh, I don't call myself a spiritualist anyway, as I say, because I don't like labels. And it's for this very particular reason, because if you have a label, if you have it and you say I'm this or that, somebody's going to hate you for it or want to divide against you because of it. Um, Where shouldn't there be in this day and age a coming together, a a kind of, of saying, no, we are one and the same. And that's what spirituality, of course, does teach you. It just says we may be different. We may be born in different countries. We may be born to different circumstances. But ultimately, we're all the same. We're spiritual individuals coming into this world to learn particular lessons. And until we can work together with that understanding, I think there could always be some problems. And it just depends on whether those problems can be sorted before they become even worse because I hope they will. I I am an optimist. I, I, I hope we come out of this and we can look back. You and I may be well gone by then, who knows? But I hope they'll look back and say, my goodness, 2023, that was the dark ages. Now we're living in an age of enlightenment, whenever that might be. And I do sincerely hope that will happen. And I hope that part of that is a, is a, a, a greater awareness a greater spiritual awareness around the world in whatever way that that comes about i would love it to be through a device like revelation where yeah. some some crazy scientists quite by accident <laughs> trying to experiment and looking into the nature of energy suddenly think hang on a minute we're picking up something else here and uh, uh i think i think that would be quite profound for the world do you think they would allow that if someone if that was created and we definitely had that. Do you think that they would allow that to be out there? Or do you think that that would well, be? Well, that is exactly what my book is all about. It's oh. when uh, Jack takes the discovery to uh, his ex-CIA uh, station chief, who's now become White House chief of staff, so very, very powerful president's right-hand man. Um, that's when that kicks in, because... Uh, the White House Chief of Staff, I won't give the whole story away, he then confides in um, three of his most trusted people, one of whom happens to be head of the CIA, one is head of the military, etc., one is the resident pastor at the White House, and says, isn't this an incredible discovery? Because at first he thinks, wow, this is amazing. But they all have... um, hidden agendas that say no we need to stop this and there are other themes that come in there's a um there's a program about to be launched called scorpion in the middle east which the military are very involved in which is going to clean up the whole middle eastern scenario and they don't want that disturbed the cia don't want things to rock the boat for other reasons the pastor at the white house Uh, has religious things he says this is going to overturn uh, my religion and every religion on the planet do you realize what you're you're getting into so people have their own agendas and then it becomes a kind of uh, the cabal of people decide no this has got to be closed down we've got to kill jack we've got to kill revelation and that's where it becomes such a a a thrilling uh, uh, read because you're then you're then totally on the side of jack and linda as they race to try and get to people that they can hopefully trust and get the revelation into the public domain before they are uh, closed down, literally. Um, 
and it's it's a, a hell of a roller coaster of a ride before yeah, uh, like we, we come we come to the conclusion, um, which I'm happy to say is life affirming and and beautifully uplifting. But uh, uh, yeah, a lot happens, and that's the thing, Tommy. It poses that question. You've asked the question yourself, and that shows that that's exactly the question people would ask. They would say would this just get a smooth ride into the public domain? No, it wouldn't. I wish it would, but I've seen enough things, enough so-called truths hidden by those in power or those who have the ability to hide things. Now, whether you're talking uh, on a huge scale, you know, political developments, whatever it might be, whether you're talking on a minor scale of you know, a priest who's been fiddling with kids or something like that. These things get hidden. They get covered up by those who have the power to do it. And so let's not kid ourselves. These things could happen exactly as Revelation lays yeah. it out and says, yeah. don't think this would be an easy ride. There will be those who will say, I want this closed down. Um, it, it horrifies you and I because we say you can't close the truth down. How dare you? You know, this is one of the greatest discoveries, if not the greatest discovery humankind has ever made. But uh, suffice to say, it could happen. It absolutely could happen as Revelation uh, lays it out and says there will be these kind of people with the power and the ability and the clout to order people to go and do terrible things to hide the truth. And people are going to draw parallels from that and say, you know what, I think that's already happened with, let's say, Iraq, Syria, Ukraine, whatever it might be, those who are interested in UFOs even. It's not something I, I particularly uh, 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 take an interest in, but but I think you might. And there are many who do and, and say, well, have, have things been, been covered up there because there are stories you may have seen them in our press recently, Tommy, about uh, the U.S. Navy having uh, uh, reporting sightings of them. And these things very, very quickly disappear off the pages of our newspapers. Yeah. They very quickly just, just disappear. And don't, you don't hear about them again. Yeah. You think, why? Isn't this, isn't this something that should, should actually be investigated more? Um, yeah. you know, and... and it would be the same if suddenly we picked up a signal from a planet with intelligent life on it. And this isn't science fiction. Uh, Sceptical scientists now talk quite openly about there being the possibility of thousands of planets in our uh, Milky Way alone, in our, our, our known universe, which quite potentially support intelligent life. We haven't discovered it yet, but um, uh, quite potentially do. And then you multiply that and say, and that's a universe out of billions of universes. Do you seriously think all this was created just for us, that we are the only the only form of, of intelligent life? We're already beginning to pick up forms of amoeba and things on other planets, etc., that begin to make us think, well, actually, hang on, there really could be could be other things out there. Yeah. But that's just on the physical plane before you even get into the spiritual realms. This is so huge, so huge. And I always can't overstate that to people. People think in terms of it's this world and the spirit world. It isn't. The spirit world has multi dimensions to it. Life is an eternal journey. 
And when you pass over, yes, you pass into spirit, but you're on an eternal journey that you will then, there are different levels to spiritual existence as well. And we don't pretend to know the half of what there really is out there to discover. Um, but for example, when guides and helpers come through to us, they're coming from a very high vibration and they have chosen to make the sacrifice to come uh, through to the Earth's vibration to help us and, 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 and work with us. But they are very highly developed spirits who've been in the spiritual dimensions for who knows, time and space doesn't exist in, 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 in spirit. So you can't even put, put figures on it. But um, it, it's huge. It's huge. The more you get into it, and as I've done, and, and hopefully you can tell, I've spent my whole life studying and, and learning and, and investigating these things. Um, the more you know, you realise the less you know. It's <laughs> like, oh, oh my goodness. That's you know, the thing, I, yeah. I know nothing. <laughs> but what I do know, um, what I do know, I'm happy to share with people, which is why I'm doing this tonight with you as yeah. well. Uh, I'm glad you are, man. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's lovely to share it because, you know, just if, if one or two people might think, you know what, I'm going to investigate that more or I'm going to read the book or, or whatever and just, just open their minds to the possibilities. Um, purely because I think it help, it will help their lives as well because, you know, this is a pretty crazy life. If you look at it just on the surface and you think, what on earth are we doing here? Um, you know, we get up in the morning, we go to work or whatever we do. And I mean, yeah, we can enjoy our work. I enjoy my day job. I'm an advertising copywriter by trade and I do enjoy that. It's a very busy, crazy life, but I've worked very hard at it and um, enjoy doing it. But it's still you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to suddenly keel over and that'll be gone. And at, at that surface level, you think, well, what was that all about? <laughs> so there has to be more to it. Um, and then you kick in with the kind of spiritual spiritual aspect and say, OK, I'm a spiritual person in this life. Doesn't that have implications for how I should be living this life um, in whatever way that that is? None of us are going to be saints, but at least if, do you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody had that outward focus of I'm going to, I'm not going to be oppressive. I'm not going to uh, repress people. I'm not going to be unpleasant to people. I'm not going to try and to impose my will on people. I'm going to go out there and just try and do good. Can you imagine what a world oh, this yeah. would be? Yeah. It would be an absolute paradise. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I I just so hope that that uh, that that we can discover that because now there will be people who will say, "Well, hang on a minute, you've got that with religion." No, you haven't. You haven't. Religion does not go far enough. In fact, quite the opposite. Many religions close off uh, the spiritual realms and they say, "Oh no, you shouldn't dabble in that." You know that that's you're dabbling with the devil. Absolute nonsense. Um, I could use stronger words. Uh, uh, yeah. No such thing as, as the devil, as such a complete fabrication, human fabrication to put people in subjugation, to control them, to make them fearful, to, to use people to their own ends. And don't forget, going back <coughs> centuries, most people couldn't read or write. So everything was kind of handed down by stories. Stories get embellished. Um, oh, you know, the whole history of, of human knowledge, you have to investigate that. 
again, which is where philosophy kicks in and says, we're not going to take things at face value. We're going to really look under the surface and say, where did this knowledge come from? Um, is it is it credible? Is it supported? Uh, you know, what are the logical premises for this? And analytical logic is probably one of the most powerful and useful things I've ever studied in my life because it absolutely deconstructs any argument that uh, can be put forward for whatever it might be and and looks at it in its bare bones and says right where is the truth within this which is why mathematics ends up as one of the things that uh, that it will be held up as a truth because it's inherently uh, a priori uh, a, a truth as it were whereas certain things like trusting our senses which we know can be deceived can be wrong um, you have to you know investigate further but I love all this I love all this kind of it's it's striving for for greater knowledge and also saying that there isn't one system around the world at the moment sadly that well, maybe that there are with the, the the ancient cultures because they still adhere to their innate spirituality. But in terms of a mainstream um, national country, uh, uh, whether it be their their faith, whether it be their politics, whatever, that is really striving um, on the level that one would hope could make a difference in the world in the way that we've been speaking about as i say there are millions and millions and millions of people doing great good there are millions of people who uh, <clears throat> might be through faith or through politics or whatever trying to really make a positive difference in the world um but i'm talking about where that becomes systematic and when it becomes systematic as you rightly said earlier then you start to get those divisions then you start to get vested interests. You start to get people who, unfortunately, power can corrupt, and it does. Um, and those in power can use it for their own ends, whether it's to hide things, whether it's to do things, whatever it might be. So unless you keep that ultimate, no, we're doing this for the greater good, um, there's always going to be that human condition that comes in and says, no, there's going to be some rotten eggs in there as well, unfortunately. So uh, we just all, all the people trying to push against that must try and push harder, I would hope. Yeah. Super interesting stuff, man. Yeah. Really Good. interesting. Well, it it's, it's, as you can probably tell, it interests me considerably. And it's, you know, we're only touching on the absolute forefront of the things that we could get involved in talking about and each one <clears throat> is a subject in itself you know that when you when you start talking about certain aspects of spirituality or or, or philosophy or whatever it might be uh, or energy um i mean that's just absolutely uh, fascinates me about uh, everything being energetic and and the implications that has and and the thing is it helps to explain things you know when uh, um, uh, and, and we're, we're t this this knowledge is so new. We're only talking 
you know, I mean, since about 1912 with Max Planck and, and you know, uh, what he did with physics and everything, with quantum, quantum physics, uh, Einstein, you know, much more recent. Our knowledge is so young of yeah. these things. And yet the more we discover, the more fascinating it is. And what fascinates me, of course, is that the more we discover, the more we start to converge with the spirit realms because once you're investigating energy you're getting into that area now we know everything is made up of energy so even the things that you and i would say are solid i'm sitting on what is a solid chair to me is a solid chair we know it isn't we now know it's just billions of subatomic particles vibrating together in a particular way to create this chair substance but that's exactly why you get stories of so-called ghosts walking through walls, um, Roman soldiers walking at waist high on an old Roman road, sunken Roman road. And there have been many, many, many countless stories like that from people who would otherwise be extremely sceptical. You know, people from the armed forces, from the police, scientists, whatever it might be, have seen and heard these things. But spirits don't feel that substance in the same way because it's just energy. And, and walking through a wall isn't like that. That's that's not substance to them. That's just energy. They are energy. They can do that, which is why these things, you can see so-called ghosts, spirits, um, who do come through walls or, or whatever it might be yeah. and disappear just as suddenly. Um, it's energetic. It's not to do with what we call substance. So every one of these subject areas hides an absolute immense amount of of um kind of uh, 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 need to discover more about our human condition and you don't have to i, I often say to people you know i i happen to be um very interested in these things you don't have to as i say you could lead your life just carry on totally turn a blind eye to to anything like this and just get on with uh you know the everyday just get up do your work do do whatever and 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 live and that's fine and i'm certainly not going to judge anybody who who wants to um live like that there's some lovely people who no doubt uh, do do that that way but for me it wasn't a choice when i was four or five and, and first heard spirit and then when i began to see them as well in my early teens that's not something you go looking for. That's something yeah. that comes to you. And once that happens, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's like, right, this is reality for me. And I often say to people that the existence of the spirit, well, the existence of spirit for me is just as real, if, if not more real than this life. Yeah. yeah. The Aborigines say this is the dream world. And I think in many respects, they're, they're so true. They're so right. The Native Americans would communicate quite naturally through their shamans with, with spirits and be guided by them um, and would live as close as they could to nature and respect it. And when they did hunt the buffalo, they would pray to the spirit of the buffalo and they would use every part of that buffalo for not just food, but for clothing, for sinew, for uh, for sewing, for for bones, for to use for for tools, etc. 
it was not wasted and they would not take out of Mother Earth more than they could put back in. That, to me, is real spirituality. Nobody's pretending that they didn't also fight their neighbours and, you know, do, do things. That's the human condition. Nobody is perfect. That's That's what we are. But in terms of that kind of approach to spirituality, approach to life, goodness, have we lost that in so many ways. And um, I think it's a great shame. Uh, I really do, because um, I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm an optimist. But sometimes you watch those David Attenborough programs and things and you really think, well, we are on borrowed time. If we don't reverse some of the things we're doing to the planet, to the animals, let alone what we're doing to each other in certain areas of the world. Yeah. Um, it beggars belief, it really does. And so I'm going to remain an optimist. I'm going to say we are going to come through this. I wish and hope that something like Revelation would happen that would actually stop people in their tracks and say, you know, hold on, you're part of something much, much bigger. Widen your perspective lift your head up to the stars, recognise that that there is a greater purpose to life over and above what you might find within your your political movements, your religions, your 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 doctrines or your atheistic ways of life, whether it's, uh, you know, a Russian sort of uh, oppressive regime that doesn't allow for uh, certain people to have certain views, etc., etc., um, can't we all be free thinkers? That's how I describe myself as well. I, I'm, I don't adhere to any one particular movement. I don't call myself anything other than a, a free thinker, a seeker after truth. And I will always be that till the day I pass into spirit as well. If we if we can hold that perspective and say we're, we're all individual spirit beings and we we have that ability within us, incredible abilities, uh, with our free will to really reach out and, and and hold each other's hand and just try and spread compassion and toleration and understanding and respecting nature, nurturing nature, um, not destroying it, uh, having a responsibility to living in this world before we pass back into spirit. Um, so... I don't know. Well, let's see what what it holds in the short time I've I have left on on this planet. You've got probably, hopefully, a lot longer than me. But uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll let, let let's oh. see what happens. But yeah. we can only we can only. Um, only I'm like you. I'm an optimist as well. I like Good. to believe. I like to believe that we're going to. Uh, that people are going to go the right way. <laughs> I hope I'm, so. I'm with I you there, so. sir. Yeah. I, <laughs> And I think, but I think it's going to take something, um, you know, I don't think there's enough uh, energy amongst uh, the leaders of, of the world at the moment to create that purely through their efforts. I think it's going to take something like some crazy scientists experimenting with energy and suddenly uh, proving life after death is a scientific fact yeah. or something like that. Um, um, that really will be a slap across the face to, to, to humankind and say, wake up, um, you're part of something much, much bigger. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll come from from somewhere else. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but there's all kinds of ways that could happen. But it kind of, to my mind, 
kind of need something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm interested to know how, um, so when you was, when you was a boy, when you was young, four or five, and you started seeing, hearing spirits and seeing spirits, I'm interested to know how that started for you. Did you start, uh, you said you heard them at first and then you, yes. s- you yeah. started seeing them. How was that? Has yeah. that must have been... It, it, uh, well, one of the reasons I didn't see them when I was uh, uh, five years old is because I pulled the bedclothes right over me at that time because I didn't want to see the girl. She, uh, and people say, well, could you be mistaken? Could it have been? No, absolutely not. You know human footsteps when you hear them. She used to come down the stairs from the floor above in the early hours of the morning, along the corridor, past my parents' room, past my younger brother's room, and into my room and stand by my bed. I was absolutely petrified. It it was only when um, these things started to happen more regularly for me that I started to think, okay, there is more to to life than just the here and now. So... um, as I grew up and started to become more mature, as you get into your teens, you have a little bit more confidence, perhaps, etc. Um, and then um, I remember seeing my first spirit, and that was quite quite something. And again, it's unmistakable when you when you see an actual spirit, um, you know it is a spirit being. And um, I was once in a very old abbey that dated back, oh, I don't know, to about the 10th century or something, very, very old. And I saw a monk. There were no monks living there, by the way, at that time. It was, you know, obviously of its day. But I saw a monk of that time walking down a corridor. And that was, wow, that that was, that was quite an experience. Um, and I just... I, 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 again, I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't frightened by then, but I was unnerved by it because you're talking about things that are out of your everyday experience. If you meet somebody in a corridor ordinarily, you know how to interact with them. You might smile at them, you might say hello or something. This is completely different. This is a completely different ballgame. And you don't quite know what's he going to do, what am I going to do? Um, where's this going he then disappeared uh, through a door at the end end of the corridor um but that that was that was profound and then more recently um about when was it a year or so ago maybe more one loses track of time but i woke up in the early hours it was about 3 a.m i looked at my clock yes it was about 3 a.m in the morning and i could see very clearly the spirit of a very dear friend of mine, a musician friend, who had passed some years before, suddenly from a brain tumour. And she was a beautiful, beautiful lady. And uh, interestingly, she was very spiritual when she was here on Earth as well. So I think the transition to spirit must have been easier for her. Um, And she was standing there just shimmering and just smiling beautifully. And she just exuded pure love and serenity. And she was smiling at me and I was absolutely wide awake and filled with joy as I reached out my hand to try and gently take her hand. It was just a natural reaction. And in that moment, she just suddenly disappeared. But I can tell you now, Tommy, it it remains one of the most profound 
beautiful, uplifting experiences of my life. And it just reaffirms everything I already know to be true. Yeah. It was Shakespeare, wasn't it, in Hamlet, who said there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. And boy, was he right. There, there are. There really are more things out there than, than are dreamt of in, in conventional philosophy. And to see that lady, she was a beautiful lady when she was here on Earth, very, very talented. And I saw her in her prime. Um, often spirits like to show themselves in, in their prime when they, they come back. Um, again, we're getting into another big, big subject of why is that possible, etc. Uh, but we don't have the time to talk about everything. But and there she was, and it was as real as you and I sitting here. Wow. Um, uh, uh, and I just, I, I then lay back on my pillow and I was just full of just joy and emotion. And I thought, oh, wow. I mean, I already obviously knew spirit was a reality and everything, but when you have experiences like that, yeah. they are so profound. Now, the difficulty is, that I never try and persuade people, never try and preach to people or say, well, because I've had that experience, you should believe. Not, not at all, not for a second. Unless you have those experiences for yourself, I fully recognize and understand that it's hard to accept. And I even encourage it. I think skepticism is a good thing. I wouldn't have studied philosophy if I didn't believe that. I think it's great to, to, to question and challenge and say, well, you know, you sure? Yes, I am sure. I was 100% awake and I, I know what I saw and, and all the rest of it. But nevertheless, we should question. And one of the things that always attracted me to the spiritual path when I very first got into it in a big way in my early 20s is when my higher, it's odd to talk them high, about higher, but when the, the guides and helpers from a higher vibration come through to... Uh, make themselves known to us they always say look if anything we tell you offends your reason reject it and i thought hallelujah at last these people aren't saying believe us because we're telling you it or you know somebody standing up in a long flowing robe saying this is the way it is or you'll go to hell or whatever whatever these people are saying no challenge us challenge us we're gonna talk to you about life in spirit what your life is about what the human condition is and hopefully how people could be living their lives but if you don't like that if you if it offends your reason reject it and that can only come from a position of strength that's when you know that those people understand that they have the truth behind them when you have people who have truth they are prepared to stand up and say challenge me because they know what the truth is. It's when you have people who obfuscate, try to hide the truth, who try to present a front or whatever, that try to get away from being challenged, being questioned, being, you know, like you're questioning me today. I'm happy to answer absolutely any question that, that, that you ask of me and always would, um, quite honestly and openly. I have nothing to gain by it. I don't make a living through being a spiritual medium. Um, I have my own career as an advertising copywriter, so I have no agenda. I have no agenda to make people believe one thing or another. I'm fully prepared to accept that 
some people will have particular faiths or no faiths or whatever. I was talking to an atheist yesterday, totally respect their point of view. That's fine. I don't look at the label. I look at the individual and the, and the spiritual being and see how they lead, lead their life, what they do with their life, how they treat other people, how they treat the animals, what are they doing to try and raise the vibration uh, of this earth. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a quest. But the to go back to your original question, yeah, when you when you do see and hear spirits in reality, it's one of the most wonderful things that that can happen. You have to be careful. There are unenlightened beings. You have to protect yourself from that, which is why I always say to people who are serious about trying to develop their abilities, and everybody has natural innate abilities to communicate with spirit. I'm not special. Um, I'm not singled out. It just happens that I recognized my abilities and had a questioning nature to go and develop and, 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 and follow it through. But if people do have that interest, please make sure you do it in the right way. Um, I was fortunate to sit with some of the best mediums at the Spiritualist Association of Great Great Britain, the headquarters in, in London. And you learn how to protect yourself because you will go into environments where there could be negative equities and you can have them attached to you, which is why we get people, some people going a bit bonkers with uh, being uh, possessed. You get uh, stories of poltergeists, you get... Um, I don't. I never use the word evil, but you do get some some unpleasant uh, entities who can cause mischief. Yeah. So you have to be careful of that. But the other side of that coin is that actually the the beings of light, those who come with love and understanding and compassion, it's it's the most beautiful, beautiful thing. Have Have you experienced any unpleasant? I know it's not. Have you ever come across any unpleasant entities or? Yes, absolutely. And I, I protect myself very carefully against them. Um, and I don't seek them out because, you know, people are often, often asking mediums, will you come on a ghost hunt with us or will you, uh, there's a particular place near me. When I say near me, it's about 20 miles away, um, <clears throat> which is meant to be one of the most haunted uh, buildings in the United Kingdom. And as I often say to people, that's saying something because we, we've got so yeah. many of them. But uh, uh, it really is. It's a huge mansion that was never finished. The workers who were working on it suddenly disappeared one day, leaving all their tools behind. Wow. Um, nobody's ever given a, 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 a good explanation. I went there once in the daytime because it's open to the public. I think it may even be a National Trust uh, and I didn't know the history of the place at all, but it was actually down by the lake that I got the most horrendous uh, feeling. This is not um, uh, 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 dark entities, but it was certainly that something very tragic had happened there. And I later found out that during the Second World War, I think it was a load of Canadian servicemen had drowned in that lake on, a, on an exercise, on a training exercise. Um, so you do pick up on these things. And in the building itself, I wouldn't go into the chapel because I know that there are some very um, negative entities wow. in there. And there are people who like to go and spend the night in darkness in the mansion as a dare. Yeah. I won't do it. 
And I, of all people, should be able to do it because I'll take my protection with me and, and kind of know what what's going on. But I yeah. won't do it. But um, I know that negative entities try to attach themselves to to people, and they would try to attach themselves to me just as much as you or anybody else who would go there. And if that happens, they can cause mischief. You won't even know it's happening, but you'll be carrying them around with you and then maybe a month later you might be involved in an accident or something and you'll wonder why did that happen um this is reality this is you you have if you're going to get involved in finding out more about the spiritual realms and you have to be aware of that side to it as well and protect yourself against it know how to protect yourself and how to deal with it um and uh, it does happen. It does happen that, that buildings can, you know, there are people who do exorcisms of buildings and of people and things because there can be possessions. There can be these, these things can happen. So, um, so I'm always very, very careful where I go, what I agree to do, um, and always try and keep my protection about me. Uh, it's not always easy because uh, there is a lot out there. But again, flip the coin. The beautiful side of, of spiritual existence is that it's there for all of us, that uh, the beings of light come with that love. And they do come to try and help us in this life. That's not to say they can smooth it out for us because we're all going to have ups and downs. We'll lose people. Uh, that's a natural, you know, death is as much a part of life as it is, you know, life. Um, some of us will have immense difficulties financially or maybe physically with illnesses. Others will seemingly have a much smoother ride of it. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And sometimes life can seem unfair. Uh, but believe me, everybody doesn't get a free ride. Uh, we're here to learn lessons and even those who seem to have everything in life will have their crosses to bear that's part of it and it's only when you learn how to cope with those how to overcome your challenges that your spirit grows and then when you go back into the spiritual realms your spirit rises to whatever level you are on at that that time again Big, big things we're talking about but yeah fascinating absolutely fascinating it is fascinating so yeah. do you do you believe we're, we we come back we pass and we come back and that we're just constantly going in and out of these realms or do you think that's a choice i know it's a, it's a hard question i know that it's a... it, no it is <laughs> and i i don't pretend to have the answers tommy in in you know i would wouldn't sit here and say, oh yeah blah 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 because but I'll, all i can do is share what i know and um to the level of my understanding and my knowledge and yes i do accept reincarnation as a fact and i've had so many examples of it i mean there are so many extraordinary examples there are books that have been written about people who bring back with them um, extraordinary things, uh, even scars from previous lives, etc., etc. Uh, conditions that you bring with you if if you're afraid of water or snakes or whatever it might be. This could be something that came from a previous life. But 
the minute you start getting into reincarnation, again, you're stepping into a massive area because, as I mentioned earlier, there is no such thing as space and time in spirit. Indeed, some of the ancient cultures believe that uh, time is cyclical anyway. So when you have that view of it, in a sense, when we talk about reincarnation and we always think, well, I'm going to come back in uh, the year 2100, who's to say you don't come back in the year 1600 if you have to learn the lessons of a French peasant or something like that? Um, you have to open your mind to to the huge possibilities of, of what lessons your spirit needs to learn. And um, again, it's, it's, it's incredible. Some people, you rightly said, is it a matter of choice? And yes, from what my knowledge is, and again, I'm not going to try and pretend I know all the answers, but from what I've learned, and believe me, I have studied these things and read extensively and asked my spirit guides about it and everything. Yes, I think it is a matter of choice. Some people will come back quite quickly. Some won't come back at all. Some may not come back for what we would call hundreds of years, but in spirit terms, there is no such thing as, as hundreds of years. So it all depends on what your um, uh, spirit needs to learn. And people say, well, hang on a minute. Where all are all these billions of spirits? There, there's no space for them. You know, look at look at the Earth. It's a, you can't think in terms of space and time like we do, like we occupy a space. Yes, when you see a spirit being, they look... Um, you know, like in human form, but they're not. There is a kind of shimmering quality to them. And as I say, it's it's not up there or down there. They're round and about us now. And if you could free your mind from space and time and say, now we are getting into the realms of science fiction, I know, but just allow me just for a second to do it. If you could say that, go forward one second, but in this time frame. So in other words, there is another dimension existing one second ahead of ours. In other words, that entire spatial temporal existence could be round and about us now. Free your mind and think like that. And you start to think, wow, you know, and yes, it's the science fiction of today, but it could be the science fact of tomorrow because that is the history of science. It's always been that way. And scientists will poo-poo things and says the guy's crazy. He's talking absolute bollocks or whatever. I, I don't care. You've got to free your mind and say, no, I'm sorry. Think about these things because reincarnation does teach us that there are billions of spirits out there, but they're not in the spatial temporal way that we think about space and time. So they're not occupying space. So if you say there, uh, how is there space for them? Stop thinking like that. It isn't like that. They're, they're round and about us, but in a way that does not fill a spatial dimension. We can't pretend to think about, to, to understand those things. It's like when I asked my dad about, well, where's infinity? Where, you know, what's this concept of infinity? And he would say to me, well, in other words, the further star you can see, it's beyond that and it's beyond that. Now, the human mind can't think like that because we, we, you know, we get our 12 inch ruler out and we can see that's that's finite. OK, one to 12, that's it. And you fall off the end if you go to beyond 12, which not that long ago, that's what people thought about the Earth. You yeah. fall off the end of the Earth. We're not that far advanced from that. Believe me. <laughs> so when you start thinking about infinity and you start to say, well, hang on a minute, what is this concept of something that has no beginning, has no end? My finite mind can't 
wrap around that and 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 scientists saying well the universe is expanding infinitely or rather not just the universe the billions of universes how do we begin to understand that so we can't so how do we begin to understand about the spiritual dimensions that are round and about us and can contain billions of spiritual individuals but not in the way that we would understand but that those who you are linked to loved ones and i have um I have a particular grandmother, my maternal grandmother, often comes back to me, a uh, dear lady who I love very much. She died quite young in her early 60s. But, um, uh, you know, when you see these people and, and they come through and, 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 and come with immense love and just to, to, to hold your hand and just give you encouragement and, and say, you know, there is a, a greater dimension to life. It's not just fascinating for me, it's hugely uplifting and it's life affirming and it's just right. This has implications for my life as I live it now. I know I'm not perfect. I'm no saint. I, you know, we're all human. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, but I think if if with that uh, recognition of that, I'm going to go on. I want to lead the best life I, I can hope to lead if I possibly can. It's not always easy. Um, so that when I go into spirit, I continue on that on that journey, because uh, for me, it's it's as nailed on as two plus two equals four. For me, it's absolute reality. The spirit exists. The spirit world exists. We are spirit. We will return to spirit. And... Um, it's part of the beauty of life. Awesome stuff, man. Nick, this is this has been an awesome conversation. Well, I've loved loved it, I, Tommy. And, uh, I think you're we... possibly one of the, the cleverest people I've ever spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> I speak to a lot of people. <laughs> so, well, awesome Tommy, it's stuff, been an man. absolute pleasure. It really has been a pleasure, and maybe Thank we can you talk so again. Much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Awesome stuff, man. Can you yeah. tell the the audience where they can find you? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, they can find my book, uh, Revelation. Uh, there it is. Uh, yeah. It's on Amazon and all online, you know, Waterstones, all the usual online bookstores. You could also go into your local bookstore and, and order it. Just say Nick Pease Revelation. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, Pease underlined Nick. And uh, I'm very open. I, I, I converse with people and uh, I'm very happy to share my knowledge or, or answer questions. I won't pretend to know all the answers far from it. As I said to you earlier, the more you know, the less you know, uh, or the less you know, you know. Um, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm very open to people and um, I will just share with you whatever I can and, and, and do it in the spirit of, of love and compassion and understanding. And I genuinely do I sound like an old hippie, I know, but I genuinely do wish everybody peace, love and happiness. Um, and I wish that for the world. Awesome, man. I'm the same. I'm, I'm with you there. Can I ask you a really quick question before we go? I know we've got to wrap it up. But <laughs> you you said you, um, your, nan, uh, your nan is one of your spirit guides that you... She visits you uh, quite not, a lot. Not the guide, but she visits me a lot. She's oh, okay. there. And I don't even seek her out, um, but she's often there when <clears throat> something happens 
uh, in life and she's there to reassure me. I remember we had a beautiful dog um, who died probably, I mean, he lived to 17 and a half, would you believe? It was a beautiful, beautiful dog. Uh, but when he died, I absolutely tore my heart out. And it was my nan uh, who came to reassure me. And that was, again, that was yeah. one of the most beautiful things. Yeah. Uh, because she appeared to me. And um, that was beautiful enough in itself. And then she said, look who I've got with me. And I looked down and she was carrying the dog oh, in her arm. Yeah, I know. Um, moved oh, me to tears. Yeah. yeah, absolutely moved me to tears. And um, wow. uh, that was that was just extraordinary. And she, she was a, a, a very, she was quite a character, um, quite a character. But I loved her dearly. And you see, the love links can never be broken. Love is the greatest force in the universe. And when we pass over, those love links can never be broken. Whatever has happened on Earth, whatever harsh words may have been exchanged or disagreements or whatever, that love link is never broken. And they will come through with compassion and understanding. As I say, they never come to judge and say, oh, do you remember the time? Blah. <laughs> they don't have that uh, <laughs> we have. <laughs> it's completely different. They come through with with complete understanding and just say, "Yeah, we're with you. We'll walk with you. We can't make your life a bed of roses, but we will try and help where we can, and we will try to reassure you when we can." Just like my nan showing me that she was carrying my dog when when yeah. he passed over, just to say, "Don't worry." all is well you're part of something much bigger um those love links are never broken and uh all is going to be okay you will come through it you will handle it um it's beautiful it is i'm glad i asked you that question because that, that's amazing yeah it's an amazing yeah. that gave me goosebumps man when you said that <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate you coming on. I'd love to talk to you again. I'd love to have you back anytime. Um, well, I'm definitely going to check pleasure. out your book as well. Well, that, that's very kind of you, Tommy, 100%. and it's been a pleasure. Uh, I really have enjoyed it, and uh, I wish you all the best too. So uh, look after yourself. Thank you very much, sir. Well, that's the show, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please share the show. Share it where you can, because that's a great way to support the show. It helps us out. It gets us out there to more people. More people means more freaky conversations for you and me, which we love. Thank you so, so much. That was awesome conversation with Nick. What a cool guy. If you want to find him, look in the show description, and you can find him easily. Guys, I hope you've all had a great week. I hope you're having a great week. Um, we'll be back very soon for more freaky conversations. Remember, if you've had any paranormal experiences, get in touch. We'd love to hear it. We will see you soon. Thank you very much. Remember, keep it freaky. Bye for now.